right. Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. Welcome to episode number 177 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Dozier, and over the next 30 minutes, I'll be delivering the top cybersecurity news stories of the day and providing expert analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner so you can operationalize it today in some actionable way. Or if you're looking to break into the industry, guarantee you're going to get that question at the interview. Hey, how do you stay current in industry? You just drop this knowledge bomb on them and <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, you know about this too? And then like high fives across the table. Then you guys go grab a coffee. It's going to be dynamite. Shout out and thanks to this stream sponsor, Barricade Cyber Solutions. They're, those guys right there, Eric Taylor and the whole gang over there. Listen, cyber criminals have stolen your company's data and derailed your business operations. Barricade Cyber Solutions will help you resolve this ransomware attack. And more importantly, get your business back on track. Thank you to Barricade Cyber Solutions for A, doing great work for the community and helping businesses out of jams and for sponsoring the show. I want to remind you, if you hold professional certifications that require CPEs, right? Continuing education credits. Each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing, like this one, no different, is worth half a CPE. But Jerry, half a CPE, that sounds so lame. Lame. Guess what? They stack two and a half a week, 10 a month, roughly. So it's very, very easy to knock out all of your CPE requirements very quickly, very easily. Be sure to say what's up in chat. Either say where you're coming from, where you're at. Hashtag team live. If you want to go that route, I see Jared doing that. Hashtag team replay. If you're watching on replay, basically just say something in chat. So you have a forensically sound auditable piece of evidence that you are here each and every episode. And I guarantee you, I'll, I'll handle the business about validating or justifying that this is in fact meets requirements for industry knowledge, industry news. Anyone who watches this knows dang well that this is right on spot for CPEs. So just say what's up and then you'll never worry about CPEs because I'm telling you what, <laughs> if you know about CPEs, then you know you've probably taken some lame webinar on some technology that you don't care about just to grind through and get those CPEs. So definitely say what's up and you know that way you get the, um, the most enjoyable CPE experience. If you're live, love it, love it, love it, love it. I see 77 of you on Simply Cyber's channels, probably another 20 or 30 coming in on LinkedIn or Josh Mason's channels over on YouTube. Thank you very much for being here. We've got a banger of an episode today. If you're watching on replay, hashtag team replay in chat. We love you guys on the replay. I understand sometimes it doesn't always work for your schedule, but that's okay. Thanks for catching the stream all the same. Now, if you want to jump right to the news, hashtag team replay, when the when this play card right here get, starts changing, I used to do a timer, but you know, reasons. When, when this play card changes, we are off and running. So if you're in the future team replay, you can scrub to the right. You can hit on your audio podcast app of choice. If you're listening just audio, you can jump ahead 90 seconds, 120 seconds and get right into the news. But if you're like me living in the now, in the moment, about to sip on some coffee, then you, my friends, get to hang out because I'm going to say good morning to everybody like I always do and start the day off right and welcome everyone into chat. So let's do that for a minute and then let's let's party. So guys, good morning, Kenneth. Good morning, Vladimir. Hey, Usha. Justin Loken on the regular. I see you. Tom Bishop, I'm right there with you, man, on the coffee. It, <laughs> it's got to be coffee for life. Let me lower my desk a little bit. Oh, there we go. 
Yeah, got the HyperX Arena, Las Vegas. That's where they held the uh, U.S. Uh, World Games Char- uh, Cyber World Games charity event. Very cool arena. Some of you saw it on LinkedIn. Some of you were actually there in person that I got to meet. Hey, Jax, good to see you. I heartnessed as well. What's up, Amadouba? Good to see you, Josh B. My man, Munchkin on the regular. I see you. Hey, Jimmy. Tom Pike. Tom Pike, good to see you, man. I feel like you know, you, you've been heads down and expel, which is, you know, good on you and right on, but it's great to see you. Good to engage. Hopefully I get to see some of you guys at world, world West, wild West hacking fest in October. I'll be speaking uh, at the event, but I'm also super pumped. I feel like wild West hacking fest is really going to be, it's got that vibe where it's like, it's big enough where there's going to be like a lot of people there, but it's small enough where it's going to feel intimate. Um, I'm very, very excited about it. If you're thinking about going, check it out. It's, um, like I said, they just released the agenda. Um, Alyssa Miller's keynoting, John Hammond's keynoting, Jerry Ogier's GRC. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's, that's what's up. Will Reed, Will Reed's here. All right. Will Reed's here. Let's, we can get started in just a minute here. Hey, Chris. Hey, Alex Goodwin. Hey, Navina. Good morning to you. All right. Level up goddess in the house. Hashtag team live. All right, guys. Let's um, let's get ready with or let's get started with the news. Let me just take one more slug off the coffee. Uh, if I sound like I'm all amped up, like I just came from like a, uh, you know, a, a, a <laughs> like some kind of shady bar at the uh, Tijuana border and I'm all jacked up. Uh, it's because today's the first day of school. I've already had a bunch of coffee, getting the kids ready, photos in the front yard. You know how we do. Mmm. Dang good coffee. All right, y'all. Let's get ready. Let's get into the news. Thank you for being here. <laughs> oh, hold on. I also want to test my soundboard. Guys, I'm operating on the new rig right now. I couldn't wait till the weekend. After work last night, I pulled everything down. My cable management is a hot mess on fire. I'm like embarrassed if people saw this right now. Just drop my wow sound effect. I do want to say thank you and shout out to all of the squad members, all of you that show up every day. Genuinely appreciate y'all being here and really, really appreciate the support from the squad members. If you are on the squad, excellent. If you are on the squad uh, and you're, if you're the alpha or the mastermind level on the squad and you are on the Discord server and you do not have the squad role, please DM me and I will get you that uh, because it's manual because, you know, <laughs> reasons all right she let's get into the news um oh wait i got all excited this morning and i uh i didn't set this up so hold on hold on talk amongst yourselves uh oh my god you guys you know like you you, you kind of get into like a, a vibe you kind of get into a vibe on like okay this is how like things are and then, God, hold on one second. Oh, cybersecurity headlines. There we go. There's just certain things when you when you stand up a new computer. There's just things that you're just so used to being there that when they're not there, like I was just telling BSEC, I launched Notion, and by default, it's not in dark mode, and like literally scorched my retinas looking at not dark mode version of Notion. I got through it. We'll be okay. We will rebuild. Okay, let's go. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. All right, let me know the audio is good on that, please. It's Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. 
Oracle begins auditing TikTok's algorithms. The vetting of TikTok's algorithms and content moderation models are to ensure they Okay, sounds good. I'm getting I'm getting mixed reviews here. I'm hurt. Kayla Rose is saying the volume's good. Jax is good. Sasha says it's quiet. B-Sex says it's quiet. Um let's see if I can pump this thing. All right, you guys think it's it's good? Good morning, Brandon. We're just getting the Hey, it's a simply cyber production, so we're trying to get the audio dialed in. Uh let me see if I can uh bump it a little bit here let's try this aren't being manipulated by chinese authorities axios has learned in june after long pressure from the u.s government tiktok said it had begun routing all its u.s user data to oracle's cloud infrastructure these moves are part of a okay hold on so it sounds like i'm yelling okay so i turned up the system volume which would bump everything up okay so now Spotify is probably loud, but tell me, is my mic now like blowing out? Because I can turn the gain down on my mic a bit. Um, <laughs> real time, real time troubleshooting. At least it's working, right? We're just dialing it in. That sounds worse. Oh my gosh. All right. I'm just going to talk to the mods right now. Mic is fine. Audio is fine. BSEC, are we good? Turn your gain down a bit. All right. One second. Um. Uh, okay. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. I hear you loud and clear. No issues. Okay. Thank you. All right. Let's let's go, guys. LFG. Broader TikTok effort called Project Texas, which is meant to give U.S. TikTok users and lawmakers assurance that U.S. user data is safe and content recommendations aren't being manipulated. The project name refers to Oracle's headquarters in Texas. Okay, so obviously this story has nothing to do with Simply Cyber audio tuning. <laughs> so I kind of missed it. But uh, Oracle begins auditing TikTok's algorithm. So this is interesting. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting about this to me is that TikTok just moved all of their infrastructure into Oracle's cloud, like maybe three months ago. To me, that that seemed more like, okay, you know, they're getting a deal because Oracle's trying to compete with AWS and Microsoft Azure. Um, in, in case people didn't know, Oracle actually has a cloud offering. They just do a terrible job of marketing it. But when TikTok went over there, I thought it was like a big, um, a big play to to kind of get some market share, get some pub. Um, it's like when a state gives a huge tax discount to like Boeing for coming in and as a as a as producing jobs and stuff like that. It's like, oh, TikTok will give you eighty percent discount on compute time uh, if you tell people if you come over here and give us all this business, and that way we can we can tell people that TikTok are here. So this is kind of weird that Oracle is now auditing the, the algorithm. Guys, the algorithm is crazy interesting. I'm surprised they're allowing them to audit, honestly, because it seems like that would be the secret sauce, if you will, right? TikTok's very good. If you guys have spent any time on TikTok, it is scary good at predicting what you want to watch. Like you can, you can fall down a TikTok hole real fast if you're not careful. Uh, and, and like, and that's, you don't even have to log in. Like it's just like how much time you spend looking at something, how much time where you pause, what you're looking at, what you're looking for. It's very good. So for for them to audit the algorithm is very interesting. I don't quite understand what the value is. Um, 
But, you know, one other thing I'd like to point out, I don't know about you guys, but I've, I've heard of Axios as a news outlet. I don't know if they're, um, you know, left or right or center or whatever, but I really like this layout, why it matters, catch up quick. Like, dude, this, thank you, big picture. Like, this is a really nicely laid out news article. Like, I might check out Axios a little bit more. If anyone in chat has experience with Axios, let me know. This is kind of cool. Uh, so anyways, long story short, TikTok's being audited for their algorithm. Hopefully, some of the findings will come out of that and we can understand better if they can control and manipulate people. We'll see. DigitalOcean dumps MailChimp after attack leaked customer data. Cloud service DigitalOcean made the move after revealing that on August 8th, its engineering team had noticed that MailChimp had stopped delivering emails such as confirmations, password resets, email-based alerts for product health, and dozens of other transactions transactional emails without warning. MailChimp stated on its website that malicious actors were increasingly deploying an array of sophisticated phishing and social engineering tactics targeting data and information from crypto-related companies, leading DigitalOcean to infer that the delivery stoppage was related to their work in the crypto sphere. Okay, so this is interesting. And um, please, please... Uh... Please queue up Neil Bridges because we're going to be talking about third-party risk in a second. Okay, so check this out. DigitalOcean, another kind of, I don't want to call them lower tier, but less well-known cloud service provider. Uh, they typically have a pretty, pretty particularly niche uh, market, but they are also kind of on that Oracle tier where they're not one of the big three, but they're, they're just like right there at the second half. Um, very interesting. So they dump aka uh, terminate the relationship with mailchimp this was probably a huge um a, a account for mailchimp so for mailchimp to lose that business is obviously bad um basically mailchimp is a mail newsletter type service that businesses can use in order to communicate effectively with uh user base they were using password resets uh emails and all sorts of like basically communication vehicles uh, was built on MailChimp. Well, it got breached. DigitalOcean customers got uh, their emails compromised. Now you might be like, oh, what's the big deal? Um, if you've listened to the Darknet Diaries uh, episode, I forget which one it was, but it was it was an individual. He, I think it was the Verizon SIM swapper guy, but he talks a bit about getting email lists um of crypto investors and people involved with crypto and like that's basically like a hot list like in the world of sales i'm not really familiar i like i know enough about sales to know what i'm about to say but i'm not like a salesperson in the world of sales there's basically like lead lists cold leads right but Everybody that goes at Black Hat, like when you scan your badge at Black Hat, you're getting dumped into a database and make no mistake, many of you these last couple of days have been getting hammered with emails. Hey, great to see you, Black Hat. Hey, check out this. Hey, I know that you're just recovering, but check out our products, right? Black Hat sells that email list to the vendors at a premium, by the way, selling our data, even though we paid to be there, sells our list. Why? Because it's a hot list, right? Like I'm a CISO. I have buying power. Like I, they want to communicate with me, right? So that's a targeted list, way more valuable than just going to the yellow pages, which for millennials, that's like the old phone book. It's like Google before computers. So, well, not Google. That was Encyclopedia Britannica, but I digress. Okay, I'm going down memory lane here. So the list of all the crypto people, dude, 
Crypto is scam central. NFT, scam central, right? So if you got this hot list of things, you can start pushing and pumping. And then it's basically a targeted victim list. So good on it. Now, as far as third-party risk management goes, in the world of GRC, people scoff at third-party risk, okay? It's like, oh, like if DigitalOcean executives want to use MailChimp, they're going to use MailChimp, right? Well, here's the deal. You don't see this very often, but putting their money where their mouth is. Listen, you violated our terms. You violated our trust. You violated the privacy and security of our customers. Piss off. We're going to go to another vendor. Awesome, because MailChimp does do what they do well, this email kind of facilitation. But there's other players in the market that do what MailChimp does. So good on DigitalOcean. By the way, we talk about vendor lock-in all the time on the channel. Like this transition from MailChimp to wherever DigitalOcean's going is not going to be painless. It's not going to be frictionless. They definitely have automation, integration, all sorts of uh, workflows built into MailChimp. I guarantee you. So like when, when customer tries to reset password, it fires off an API called the MailChimp, you know, does validation, sends emails, no touch by DigitalOcean people. They're going to have to rewrite all of those integrations, maybe not from scratch, but certainly it's not plug and play to wherever they're going to go. So that's the cost of transition. Uh, and I'll tell you what, good on DigitalOcean. I respect DigitalOcean for making that decision. Signal users exposed in targeted Twilio attack. Security breach at Twilio earlier this month led to the exposure of the phone numbers and SMS registration codes for 1,900 Signal users. However, representatives of the encrypted messaging service claim that any attacker would not have been able to access the message history, contact lists, profile information, or other personal data associated with these user accounts due to their encryption processes. The nonprofit organization said in a security note on its site that it has identified and is notifying the 1900 users directly and prompting them to re-register Signal on their devices. All right, so this is the this story is like a um like a uh, blooming flower. Like as it blooms there's like more and more petals or as a, you know, a peeling onion like there's more and more layers to it, guys. We've been talking about this Twilio hack for like 2 weeks now. Uh, Twilio, they provide all sorts of services. Like you can get a phone number that isn't really a phone number on Twilio and have, you know, it's, it's an awesome, it's an awesome platform for middleware communications, I guess is kind of the, 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 the least confusing way I can put it. Um, it just seems wild what they're able to do, but Twilio is a really cool service. They got attacked, uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, it was reported. Um, it had to do with like, oh, MFA, all these other things. Now we're starting to see more information coming out. 1900 Signal users exposed. Guys, Signal is supposed to be like the instant, um, it's like iMessage or Telegram or WhatsApp. Uh, it's, it's, it's a messaging app, but it's supposed to be wicked secure, like privacy focused, wicked transparent as far as how it works. A um, lot of people who are, um, in the security space are very serious about privacy. We'll use Signal. In fact, oh God, there's a really um, smart uh, InfoSec privacy guy. He's got an interesting name who who like looked at Signal and and, and kind of vetted it as like legit. Um, crap, that's gonna bother me. I can't think of his name. But anyways, this this breach comes out and now we're seeing that um, they got the phone numbers of Signal users, uh, including SMS verification codes. Now they said Signal said. Hey, listen, they couldn't read chat history. They couldn't um, 
look at contact information, anything like that. So it's like kind of clean slate going forward. But in my opinion, dude, like once they've got the signal account, they can now impersonate whoever that signal user is. And if they re-registered one of the numbers, it makes me wonder, it makes me wonder if um the attackers were just trying out to see if they could in fact re-register one of the numbers or get a SMS verification code for one of the numbers, or if it was targeted. It did say high value one high value customer, right? So I mean qualify that how you will. What does that mean? Is that like a politician, a celebrity? Um investigative journalists like you know Brian Krebs like who who's one high value customer so anyways you got to be i mean guys at the end of the day you always have some level of risk right you can use signal signal's really really good i wish you know like i use telegram mostly but I, like it's because i can't i'm the only infosec nerd in like my social circles and like my my friends and my family won't get on signal so i've made the risk based decision to go to uh, Telegram as a um, as a as an acceptable compromise, except for one group of people, I have to use WhatsApp, which just absolutely makes me want to retch. But you know, we we make this we make these choices for the people we love. All right. So, anyways, long story short, this Twilio attack continues to deliver uh, you know juice for us. A lot a lot of juice in this orange to squeeze out. Hackers attack UK water supplier but extort wrong company. <laughs> South Staffordshire Water, which provides drinking water to 1.6 million British consumers daily, has issued a statement confirming IT disruption from a cyber attack. It says, however, that the disruption of the IT systems does not impact the supply of safe water. The Klopp gang, who is claiming responsibility for the attack, seems to have misidentified its victim, claiming on their Onion site that they had hit Thames Water, which provides water supplies and wastewater treatment services to the greater London area. They apparently informed Thames Water of its network security inadequacies and published samples of stolen data, including passports, screenshots from water treatment SCADA systems, driver's licenses, and more. Thames Water officially disputed these claims as a hoax, a position substantiated by the fact that the published data contains South Staffordshire mail addresses. LOL. LOL. Do I have a... Uh, what, what is this sound effect? Yeah, yeah, okay. Thanks, Grayson. All right, yeah, so... Uh, ransomware gang, <laughs> like, doesn't even know who they hit. Oh my gosh. Hey, so check it out. This is actually really, really funny. Um, I mean, it's not funny. Poor, poor, um, you know, South Staffordshire Waterwork Company, but, um, guys, you know, like, yeah, as Cybersecurity Central is pointing out, Carl's can work for threat actors too. So this guy, uh, shoots his shot and then gets so amped up. He, <laughs> He just screams into the ether that they've they've compromised Thames Water. I mean, at least they got the right industry in the right kind of region of the world. So I'll give them I'll give them credit for that. Um, I I do also think it's funny. Uh, like in classic classic uh business, the Klopp ransomware gang actually issued like a correction on their extortion site that it is South Staff Water. Oh my God, it's so funny. It's so funny. So, um, you know, whatever. Be mindful, guys. This is industrial control system related. Their IT infrastructure got ransomware. They did submit photos or screenshots of water um, SCADA systems. That doesn't mean that they were able to access them sometimes. And again, now we're we're like wading into the waters of like not my my expertise, right? Clint Bow Dungeon over at ThreatGen, um, James uh, McQuiggan, 
Uh, th there's a couple people in here who are more ICS specialists, but I would think that you could have like view only um, overlays of SCADA systems just so you could, you know, quickly visualize if there's a problem or if there's pressure building up or whatever, right? Because it's not all about uh, tinkering with the settings, right? Sometimes uh, it's about being able to just see the system overall, maybe from a management perspective. So having that screenshot doesn't, it's, it's meant to scare you more than anything, right? It is Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, I should have uh, I should have a Leroy Jenkins sound bit. Um, so anyways, uh, IT got hit. OT is fine. So the water is fine for them. <clears throat> Hopefully they are able to recover in a timely fashion. I fear that they may not. You, My UK people in chat, you know, you tell me, is this a um, systemic problem or is this a US problem? A lot of public sector businesses like local water, Justin Gold, you're in here, local water, um, state water, or like state services, local services, right? We saw um, they typically don't have the money, right, to fund initiatives well. So they're not doing technology replacement. They're not hiring appropriate and enough staff in order to um, man the, or, you know, person... I guess man the controls. I mean, I don't even know if manning the controls is considered not politically correct anymore, but like personing the controls. Um, so anyways, they're typically left at greater risk and exposed and like, you know, hoping that things don't happen to them, which is not good. If And if you want to point to an example, Onwasa in Jacksonville, North Carolina, four years ago, hit local water. Jacksonville, Florida, um, they didn't get hit with ransomware, but they did have an attacker get in and was like, like basically VNC'd in and was moving the engineer workstation around. Like it's specifically water plants at local government getting hit. And we've seen it consistently. So it just, I'm just telling you guys, they don't have the money or time, but people like Justin Gold, you may be able to use this story and the two I just mentioned as an opportunity to emphasize that, uh, you know, hey, how about we spend a little bit of a little bit of budget? Have a little bit of budget. Okay, let's uh, listen to the read through on the commercial. Thanks to this week's sponsor, Six Clicks. Six Clicks is where vulnerability management and GRC unite. With Six Clicks, organizations can ingest their vulnerabilities from all scanners, link assets to vulnerabilities, raise risks and issues to remediate, and close vulnerabilities as they are remediated, all while informing their risk and compliance posture in a single platform for cohesive reporting. For more information, visit sixclicks.com slash CISO series. That's the number six, C-L-I-C-K-S dot com slash CISO series. All right. Thank you, Pentagon. CISO Series. Thank you, CISO Series. Turning two today, by the way. Congratulations to them on all their success. Let's just spend a few minutes in here. I see III talking about the 910. Oh, I know all about the 910, III. I know all about Lejeune. I know all about Lejeune. Spent quite a bit of time there. Not a Marine. Wasn't a Marine. Definitely a Marine Corps family. Guys, I want to just take a minute and say thank you to all of you. Right? I gave love to the squad, but guys, I want to tell you something wicked cool. Many of you may be here for the first time simply because um, of the PRC class. But a couple days ago, two days ago, um, this post has over 40,000 views at this point. A couple days ago, um, Matt Keeley over at PCM Academy, I think he works at SimSpace for Josh Mason, honestly. But 
basically, he released the practical malware analysis course for a dollar, and then he jumped on top and released the practical ethical hacking course for a dollar. And I, I just bought the practical malware analysis course. I was like, oh man, this is awesome. So I made the GRC class a dollar uh, all through August 22nd. Okay, guys, this thing is going gangbusters, and I'm super, super pumped. Uh oh, is my audio jacked up? Is my audio jacked up? Copy, copy, copy. Okay, let me turn off the background music. Does that sound better? Does that sound better? You know what I mean? It could be um it could be one of these echo cancellation. I'm gonna turn off all the advice. I just turned off auto gain control. I just turned off auto gain control, which is like a um which is a feature in restream. All right, guys, hold on. I just turned the music back on. Okay. Audio issues. All right, guys. I need to create a shirt about got, like got audio issues. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. So, all right. So the music's going. People are saying it's better. Hopefully, that's not on delay. It's better now. Coming in copy. Killing auto game made you fairly quiet. Oh my God. Okay. Hold on. Here we go. I turned auto game back on. I've turned the music off. I won't do the music anymore. Okay. I thought we were going to get through this without a problem. Okay. But now, now the audio should be good. Restream. I love you, but I hate you. Restream. We've got, we've got a complex relationship restream. Okay. So anyways, um, let, let me just tell you guys, basically what I'm trying to say is if you go to TCM Academy right now, which I'll put a link in chat, this isn't like an affiliate code or anything. This is a link directly to them. I am in a, like Simply Cyber is an affiliate, but I don't even care about that right now. Um, there's a link to it, guys. If you want the, the practical malware analysis course right here, this guy, it kind of looks like a, a gorilla or a monkey head. And the practical ethical hacking, which is the Anubis kind of Egyptian horse head thing. They're both for dollar right now. The coupon code is dollar and a dream. I'm telling you guys, this practical ethical hacking course, I've bought it twice. I've taken it. It's great. It's it's actually what launched Heath's, you know, TCM Academy. Basically, it was so popular. Uh, and then Matt said that this is basically practical malware analysis updated. Practical malware analysis is the seminal textbook in our industry on doing malware analysis. It's the red book from No Starch Press with an alien being dissected on the cover. It is the seminal work if you want to do malware analysis. But it's old. It's old. It's out of date slightly. He said that this is a practical version of that book updated for modern times. For dollar people, don't sleep on this, right? And then obviously many of you, many of you, almost all of you have done the GRC course. And thank you for all the kind things that you guys have said. Uh, but if you want, share it with someone. It's a dollar through August 22nd. Coupon code dollar and dream. So I am super pumped to be part of this wave that Matt and Heath kind of kickstarted. Uh, because I'm just meeting a bunch of new people and helping a bunch of people, and it feels wonderful. It feels absolutely wonderful. All right, let's get back into the news. It's microgrid technology to the test at DEF CON. The Pentagon is planning to deploy local self-contained electric grids or microgrids to 134 Army bases beginning this fall. But first, they tested the technology at DEF CON looking for hackers' help finding potentially crippling vulnerabilities so that they can better preempt cyber attacks. 
More than 1,700 DEF CON attendees participated in the Pentagon's microgrid hacking challenge, with many of them successfully shutting down the mock grid in mere minutes. The Army is pushing the microgrid effort because the systems are energy efficient, cost-effective, and can keep bases up and running even if a cyber attack or natural disaster takes out the larger power grid. Okay, a couple things here. One, um, okay, so one, this is really cool. Um, I, I appreciate... This is like open source research, essentially. And I I just love it. Okay. So for years and years and years, you'd have like two or three staff members testing stuff and then they give you their blessing, which is fine. But at scale, you can get access to so many more interesting uh, perspectives and experiences and stuff and really stress test the hell out of a system. The Pentagon has been doing that with hack the Pentagon, hack the Air Force, hack a satellite. Like... They've been doing it and it has been wildly successful. Now they're talking about this microgrid being able to basically have like, it, think of it as like a generator for your house during a hurricane. This is a generator for a military base effectively. Okay. The fact that they're testing it at DEF CON is fantastic. First of all, public private sector, um, meet the fed kind of relationship, uh, uh, establishing that open communication line between the hacker community, quote unquote, and the military and law enforcement and department of defense that is awesome like that that this is a micro transaction but the macro transaction of that relationship and those um bonds being developed is going to pay dividends long term so i'm absolutely 100% on board with this now here's the thing i went to this village okay i mean it wasn't a village it was in the contest area if anyone was at defcon and went to the contest area right when you walked in on the left they had this like, it was really cool. They had this massive like table. And when I say massive, it was probably like 10 feet wide or deep by like 20 feet long. And it had like a little city on it, right? And each building was like a white block. It wasn't very complicated, uh, like with detail, but then there was like power and lights and stuff running all around it. Classic DEF CON, everything was wicked dark. And then they had like LED, uh, RGB LED lights of purple and blue types. But that was what was going on. I here's my here's my gripe, if you will. Um, I loved this, but I didn't know what this was. I ended up going to the ICS village and talking to um, Don Weber, uh, which, by the way, hilarious story. Uh, I, I've worked I've worked with Don multiple times or whatever. I was trying to find him, and I like somebody was opening a door, kind of working the ICS village. And I said, Hey, excuse me. Do you know Don Weber? He's like, I am Don Weber. I do. Yes, I do know him. I am him. And I was like, Oh shit, shoot, Don. Hey, what's up? High five. And then we hung out. Okay. They should have done a better job. I wish the Pentagon had done a better job of communicating what they were doing and what they wanted uh, help with. Okay. This is true in anything, guys. You have to be crystal clear in what your ask is when you're asking for help with something. It would have been really cool to dig into this and get a little bit better understanding, but it, it, it didn't feel very approachable, right? Like everything in DEF CON is approachable. You can just walk up on anything, but like you don't know what they're doing. Everybody's like heads down focused. There's a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a barrier, but I didn't, I thought it was cool, but I didn't go closer than like 15 feet because I'm like, I don't know what they're doing. I don't want to interrupt anything. I, I wish that they had done a better job because it would have been cool to get a bit more information on that. So anyways, um, I wouldn't be surprised if next year at DEF CON, um, the Pentagon is there with another kind of project that you can stress test and stuff like that. So definitely consider checking that out, okay?
Reb's CISA split is impractical, say experts. Nice. Following up on a story we brought you last week, Chris Krebs' suggestion to reform CISA was met with heavyweight skepticism by others in his community. Speaking at Black Hat, Krebs described how a standalone CISA could help streamline how the private sector and other stakeholders work with the government to combat cyber threats. But former CISA officials and other cybersecurity experts called this unrealistic and impractical, stating to CyberScoop that, quote, DHS gives CISA size and cabinet-level seniority, end quote. They also mentioned that private sector engagement would not be seamless and that CISA would turn into an agency whose capability would be only advisory, which would likely undercut its work. All right. So, you know, check the tape. Check the tape. <laughs> check the tape from last week when they covered this story. And I gave my opinions on it. And I said it uh, likely impractical. Um, some of the reasons I gave are kind of similar to what they're saying. Basically, if, if CISA were to do this, they would lose the juice that they have right now being under DHS. Listen, as much as it sucks, the reality is federal politics, it's Game of Thrones, right? There is a Cersei running around. There is a Tywin running around, okay? And power is power, people. And if you start taking power away from people, they're gonna, they're not gonna like it. And if you lose power uh, because you you basically are not... You're not like the guppy swimming with the shark anymore. You're like a good sized guppy with no shark. You, you may lose some of the juice, some of the authority you have. And that's what they're railing back on. Now, for what it's worth, Chris Krebs was just suggesting an idea. This is not an action that's being actively discussed for CISA's future, right? It, it was more of a, um, what's the word? Like a thought exercise. His thoughts on how to empower and embolden CISA to deliver on its mission in a more effective way. Long term, I would love, I would love, I would love, I would love um, something like CISA to be on its own, but I, I just don't think it's, it's right right now. But we are seeing, listen, we're seeing this slowly evolve over time, right? It used to be like just NSA had this capability, right? And then CISA kind of got up and going and got some juice and then um, now we have like cyber ambassador in the Department of State. We have um, the cybersecurity czar. Uh, I, I don't even know if they still have that uh, title or not. But like it, it's our industry at the federal level of authority is beginning to grow, beginning to mature. We do have people at the table. So I, I do think what Chris is saying will happen at one point. But but you almost have to like line up your ducks and get the juice. Get your juice all lined up before you kind of YOLO um, for, you know, whatever. An agency level position, like basically a secretary of cyber, right? We have secretary of defense, secretary of the interior, like secretary of cyber. We're not quite there yet, but, but I think that's where we would go at some point. The scariest things at Black Hat 2022. Like many others in the industry, PC Mag was at Black Hat. Their reporters compiled a list of the things that scared them the most. This includes the weakness of SMS in MFA, how touchscreens can be hacked and essentially keylogged, the systemic lack of a clear historical narrative regarding major cyber incidents in organizations and companies, malware that targets job seekers with phishing links, fast-growing startups that do not incorporate security into their early planning, Apple products becoming less secure, bug hunters getting sued, Car key fobs getting hacked, 
Zoom chat delivering malware, tracking devices being spoofed, and the implications of the cyber war in Ukraine. The full report is available at PCMag. Wow. Okay, so this is pretty cool. This is like a really cool blog post right up. I'm going to drop this in chat right now. Uh, let me drop this. So this is just kind of an aggregate of what the reporters who went to... Um, excuse me, was it either Black Hat or DEF CON? It was probably... Uh, Black okay, so black hat, which isn't even you know, DEFCON, there's some like it's like a Venn diagram. There is overlap with DEFCON and Black Hat presenters because a lot of presenters are community people and they want to not make it pay gated for black hat so people can still get it at DEFCON. Uh, this would be an interesting list to go through. It is it is kind of a smorgasbord of topics and stuff like that, like bypassing MFA, um, touchscreen. Like it says ghost, but I'm sure it's basically like either putting an overlay in between the user and the app underneath or key logging where touches are and stuff like that. Um, definitely get in this. For us that do this report every single morning, none of these things, none of these stories should surprise you. Okay. Like we talk about, you know, scams where like job seekers are getting scammed um, to install malware because you know they're kind of a vulnerable population. Oh, hey, like check out this, check out this um, open rec or sending uh, a resume to a HR department that's actually malware, right? Like macro laden or Felina. Uh, many of you may not remember Felina because it didn't get a logo, but uh, Felina is still out out in the wild. If you don't patch your uh, Microsoft diagnostic tool thing. Anyways, it's interesting. We could do a little bit of a um, we could do a little bit of a uh, thought uh, discussion around like what did you see at Black Hat? What was interesting to you? Um, so I didn't get to really go to uh, many talks at Black Hat, unfortunately. But uh, you know, again, uh, Patrick Wardle did talk about um, you know, Apple and some of the challenges uh, with with the Mac OS and the Zoom. That's kind of interesting, uh, at least somewhat appropriate and applicable, but I won't spend much more time on this story simply because um, it's just a smorgasbord of, of topics, but it does show you, it does show you uh, the, the wide variety and why you want to go to Black Hat. Guys, I hope, I hope all of you can make it to Black Hat next year. There are, um, I don't know if it's on Black Hat's website. Um, maybe I'll make a blog post of it, but there is like canned um, request paperwork for how to justify your business sending you to Black Hat. So you can use that can. You know what? I'm going to do that. Note to self. Make a can report and then post it as a blog post. I know it's I know it's a year out, but you can bookmark it and then do it. And it, it's like literally like you just copy and paste, update your name uh, in the fields, and then you send it to your boss. And it's it's a business justification on why you should go to Black Hat. Okay. Cybersecurity headlines turns to today. Oh, that's David Sparks' voice. I got to meet David. Dave, that's David Sparks' voice. This is David Spark, producer for the CISO series, cutting in to provide the day's last story, which is that Cybersecurity Headlines is the most popular show on CISO series, having been on the network for only two years. We've grown 12-fold since launching with more than 1.7 million downloads, and we're consistently in the top 10 on Apple Podcasts for tech news in the United States. All right. Well, I agree 100% with uh, with David. They run a great show. I'm very happy that we're able to do the daily cyber threat briefing every day. Um, you know, leveraging uh, David Sparks' 
cybersecurity headlines podcast. So definitely, definitely appreciate all of that. Guys, that's the stories for today. I do want to remind everybody later today at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time, it's an hour early than normal uh, to accommodate uh, one of the competitors' schedules. Matt Lee will be competing heads up against Eric Taylor of Barricade Cyber Solutions. I'm not sure yet who's red, who's blue. I think they're going to be doing a coin flip or they may have worked it out amongst themselves, but we will be doing this. If you go to youtube.com slash threat gen or exclamation point threat gen in chat right now, which I will do myself. If you do go to the website at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time, Myself and Clint Bow Dungeon will be live broadcasting. That's why I'm wearing my HyperX shirt today. We will be shoutcasting and analyzing the gameplay of Eric versus Matt. They will be playing ThreatGen's Red versus Blue cybersecurity simulation gamification platform where one of them will be actively trying to attack and either ransomware, blow up, or um, drive them out of business. And the other one will be defending uh, some type of you know manufacturing oil and gas business, network infrastructure, the people, the places, implementing the controls with budget, all of those things. They will be live streaming each of their um, respective gameplays. No stream sniping. We're not into that. But I hope you can join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be nice for a change for me not to be in the in the player's chair and actually judging and laying down uh, my, you know, subjective analysis on what's a good move or what's not a good move. Um, so it'll be, it'll be fun. Uh, I am looking forward to doing that. So I hope you can join us at 10 30 AM, uh, Eastern time today. In fact, I need to go in and confirm whether or not simply cyber will be restreaming, uh, or pairing this stream. I'm going to do it since I'll be on this on the stream, but I hope you guys can join us. It's going to be wicked fun. Um, that's going to do it for today's episode. Again, new, new rig, trying to get the audio gremlins, uh, sorted out. Uh, I do need to get an God audio or audio issues t-shirt or something like that. It's so, it's so on brand, but listen, this is, this is the, the, this is dusk for audio issues. The whole reason I got this new computer, the whole reason I'm doing all that I'm doing is because we're getting the audio issues out. We're getting the production issues out. Um, I will be able to stream World of Haiku and gameplay and all these other things without any issues. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for all of your time. Poner Joe, West Coast people, I appreciate you getting up early for us. Uh, don't forget about the um, the TCM Academy, privileged, uh, privileged, practical ethical hacking and, and um, the uh, practical malware analysis and triage right here for a dollar each with the code dollar and a dream. Also the GRC um, skills are in here too. Uh, by the way, mind you, be be careful. Like when you're putting in the code, make sure you put it in correctly. I had to issue multiple refunds yesterday because people just bought it at full, like at full price. And then we're like, oh, it's not a dollar. So I had to issue like, like literally multiple refunds yesterday, which I don't mind doing, but it's like, just put the coupon code in the first time that way um you know i'm not working <laughs> i'm not working after dinner uh instead of like hanging with my family um so please check that out i'll get this all sorted out usha amadou uh kenton definitely appreciate all that you guys do thank you so much it looks like it's uh 848 so i'm going to 
end the stream here. So, um, but I'm going to talk for a few more minutes. But officially, thank you so much, uh, guys. Tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the next daily cyber threat briefing. Please, yeah, thumbs up and likes and all that stuff is cool. But the real way that I can um, that you could say, you know, hey, Jerry, really appreciate doing the threat briefing. The best way that you could do that for me would be to share this with other people only if you think that they're going to get value out of the stream. Okay. We do this every morning. We cover the top news stories. There's a great community in here. You guys are familiar with what's going on in chat over here. It's awesome. Okay. So share it with, share it with your uh, colleagues. Let them know what's up. All right, so I'll end it there, but I am going to talk for a few minutes about uh, anything that you guys have questions about, um, and then we'll 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 bust out since I f I finished a few minutes early. I think it's because they had one less story today, honestly, but that's okay. My pleasure, Leighton Kennedy. Good stuff. Link down. You're welcome. My pleasure, uh, Kimberly. Great to see you. Love it. Love it. Love it. Getting my flight today for Wild West Hacking Fest. I hope you guys can come out there. Uh, it's going to be really good. I did talk to Charles Finfrock um, about coming on the stream. I'm going to do another metaverse, like in the metaverse uh, episode. Um, like, so I gave a talk in the metaverse a couple weeks ago, but it was like me lecturing with the board behind me. Okay, I've I've looked around in my what I the solution I've paid for, and I can set up like a jimmy fallon type night uh talk show kind of thing like me at the desk drinking coffee and my guests sitting there charles finfrock he's big into the metaverse he's big into cryptos and stuff like that so he's gonna come on um i don't think it's gonna be like us talking about the metaverse like that like i already did that but i think we're gonna be talking about surveillance technology and surveillance state and some of the things you may not know uh that are actually happening and what what are the um commercial advantages of some of these things, why they're happening, ways to protect yourself. So I think it'll be really cool. You do not need VR headgear uh, in order to participate, but it would certainly be cool so you can have that fully immersive experience. Uh, stay tuned for details on that. I'm trying to line, like we already have a date for Charles to come on. Uh, I, he's got a, he's, he's buying a, 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 an Oculus Quest like right now. Uh, I talked to him yesterday. He said he was going to buy one when he got home. Please send me a Discord invite, friend thing. Um, Mercia, if if you go to um, here, Discord, right? That's gonna get you that, or you can go to Discord.gg. This is a website, Discord.gg/simplycyber. Both of those will take you to the Simply Cyber Discord. Oh yeah, okay, internal stranger. I can bring it back. Like I replaced it with a. I replaced it with that, but we haven't had that in a minute, right? So uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe I'll bring back, uh, I'm a crypto evangelist. I love it, I love it, I love it. it definitely going to bring it back for when um, when uh, he's on. Might, break, might, might bust out the toasty uh, and replace it. I don't know, we'll see, we'll see. Hey, Jared Pierpoint, thank you so much, Jerry. Be safe out there. Oh, thank you, yeah. I, I hope you uh, got value out of that Metaverse stream. Um, it was cool working with Trend Micro. It's too bad that the audio issues were a problem. The bandwidth was a problem. The whole thing was like, uh, like a technical demo nightmare. Uh, but I enjoyed the experience, um, you know, and got to talk about it. So that's really cool. Uh, Justin Gold wants me to keep the toasty. 
um ms foxy i mean once you complete the grc course get after it yeah don't don't sit on ceremony right there's resume bullets in the grc course that you can put right on your resume um i'm telling you man like if like people need help people need help with their cybersecurity initiatives right and if you can deliver that help don't don't wait you can always take the course again one of the things that i'm very proud of is that like as long as i can afford to keep the course up right? It's like 1200 bucks a year. As long as I can keep it up, it'll be there forever. And once you buy it, whether it's for a dollar or $49, you will have forever access to it. And oh, by the way, um, I have two, like two modules that I need to drop. The um, Erica McDuffie did a SOC 2 one that's sitting there. I just have to toggle it to be accessible. And then I'm doing a uh, NIST cybersecurity framework in 15 minutes or less uh, presentation. Um, and I just need to clean that up and post it and then toggle it. Um, Jacob Horn was supposed to do a CMMC one. He, he, it, that hasn't really come to fruition. But basically what I'm trying to say is there's new content coming to the GRC thing. I need to do that actually um, this week. It's just so busy, guys. I'm so busy. And then school starting next semester, um, next week. Uh, that'll, be, that'll be something. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, Mighty's taken the GRC course three times. Yeah, I would say that you do get different value out of the course if you take it multiple times, simply because you you know you get familiar with terminology, you start picking up on some of the like the nuances that I'm dropping in there. So it's all about good times. Uh, Sebazots can't wait for the NIST CSF. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to it too. I heart NIST. Uh, those shirts available. If you go to simplycyber.io slash like merch or store or something like that, you can get to it um, on the website. Let's see. Two interviews scheduled for this week. Ooh, nice job, Mighty. Go and get it. Get it. Get that interview. Nice job. I hope all the best uh, to you. Make sure. I'm telling you right now, when they ask you, what do you do to stay current? This is the answer. Uh, also, uh, as a pro tip, from Lupe uh, Peterman, uh, is it Peterman? From Lupe, um, they asked, "Yeah, hey, how do you stay current?" And then they said, "Give us a, give us a recent story of a, of an attack and how you might have prevented it. Anything you want, right? So use the um, the Staffordshire Waterworks uh, ransomware incident that we just talked about today. You could talk about the Twilio attack since that's like a major, major story right now. You got a couple good options. Just make." Just make sure that you um just just make sure that you've got it fresh in your head, okay? Don't 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 psych yourself out. Marcia, good luck on the interview today. Good luck on the interview. Belt and overpriced. Dude, Facebook is is subsidizing the crap out of that piece of technology. Yeah, Twilio would be a good one across the board. There's a good chance that the Twilio story, um, you can fold into any particular uh interview question um you know if you're going for a sock analyst job maybe you talk about like last last week there was a story about um an open framework for um detection sharing not threat intel sharing but detection sharing uh that would be a good one so there, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of great stories i mean guys this is why we do the daily cyber threat brief because we need to stay up on this daily right so all right <laughs> yeah, my soundboard only supports eight sounds. I, I think that this thing is more designed for musicians um, than anything else. I can I can have eight sounds and then toggle and then have eight new sounds. But when I toggle, it does take like a good 
I don't know, 10 seconds to load the new soundboard, which isn't wicked nice because, uh, you know, I like to be in the moment and snappy. So, yeah. So anyways, hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, the stream today. I'm hoping that this new gear, I'd love to take a photo of the show my setup off or whatever. Uh, once it's up and running, I'm very, I'm very excited about it. Um, all right. So that's going to do it for today. I'll get my audio sorted out per use. Um, guys, be good. Be good to each other. Help someone out if they need help. Inclusive, supportive. That's what we do in here. Okay. Good luck to everybody who has an interview today. I hope that you report back tomorrow that you absolutely crushed it and you're deciding whether or not you want to work there, not the other way around. You feel me? All right, y'all. See you at 10.30 a.m. on ThreatGen's channel. Otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow at 8 a.m. Y'all be good, and we'll see you out there.